0: Hey everyone, it's Friday. And you know what time it is. It's the Round Table. But in Locked On Sports Minnesota, you know, Round Table changes. Reggie Wilson, he's on IR. Sam Ekstrom, he's on IR. So we had to call in a pinch hitter, a better hitter in my opinion. It's like an Aaron Judge to the Twins, bringing in Gabe Henderson from the Vikings, Vikings insider, uh Vikings do-it-all guy. You see him on Vikings Game Day Live with us on Sunday mornings as well. Him and Tatum bringing the fire. And of course, we got Luke Inman. And today's show, I'm excited. We are going to talk about the Cardinals Vikings and why this game is important. And Shannon Sharp, he's got some explaining to do. Coming up next.
1: Locked On Sports Minnesota Podcast. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. And it starts now.
0: Well, here we are on the round table. Like I said, we got Gabe Henderson. I'm Ron Johnson. That's Luke Inman. On today's show, we got to jump out there. We got Gabe. So we got to load this up with some Vikings talk. Remember, you can now find Locked On Sports Minnesota on Amazon Fire and Roku. Download the Locked On Sports Minnesota app to get all your favorite shows. Well, fellas, it's Cardinals week. And I'm going to pay the tease off early. Shannon Sharp said that he, I mean, he came over the top of me. Everybody remembers this summer. I mean, it, it it hit a million something views and conversations. But Shannon Sharp tried to come over the top of my tweet. Uh, and say that Kirk Cousins doesn't deserve to be uh, in the top ten quarterback conversation, but who was in there? Kyler Murray. Now, Kyler Murray, statistically, yes, right now he is ahead of Kirk Cousins. But would you take him over Kirk Cousins? And and this Vikings game, it's important. Vikings Cardinals are important because of where the NFC is at five and one. The Vikings can really put themselves ahead of everybody else at six and one and stay in that spot. So first question out the gate for you, Gabe. Uh, we're going to get the clock up. One, uh, We got one minute on this one. Gabe, what are your thoughts on that? Like, why is this Vikings-Cardinals game so important? And then Kyler Murray versus Kirk Cousins. Uh, why do some people want a running quarterback over a quarterback that's just going to drop dimes?
1: I'll answer the second question first. Um, Shannon Sharp's tweet I have to ask that: Is like, are, are we looking at quarterbacks now or the future of quarterbacks? Right, because uh, Kirk Cousins, in my opinion, is the better quarterback today. The future, like I think Kyler Murray has more upside, so I would probably bet towards the upside and the longevity of their career. Like Kyler is a lot younger than than Kirk, so uh, I can see from from that perspective. But uh, this game, I think Kyler is the the most important player because. Uh, he makes up 76% of the Arizona Cardinals' offense. So pretty much everything runs through him. Uh, unlike the Vikings, if, you know, we can get our ground game going, like you, you don't really have to trust Kirk to get you in or get you out of plays. Like we have a really good running back. So uh, I would say Kyle Murray is, is easily the most important player in this game. And uh, if the Vikings stop him, they win the game. I feel like it's, it's that simple. You stop Kyle Murray or you contain Kyle Murray, you win on Sunday.
0: Luke, same question to you, but yeah, when you think about this game, Kirk Cousins, Kyla Murray, uh, I, I like where Gabe was going that. Which quarterback is more important to their team?
2: Yeah, I love where Gabe was going. It depends on, if you're talking about winning one game, give me the steady, consistent Hannah Kirk. If you're talking about building a team around one guy, give me Kyler Murray. Far bigger ceiling, got the mobility, kind of fits today's NFL. You talk about how important Kyler Murray is to this game. I'm going to go a little bit deeper in the weeds. Who's important to this game? Patrick Peterson, Will Ed Donatel let him shadow Nuke Hopkins? Because you got a great reminder last Thursday just how different this Cardinals offense is when he's on the field. Up until last week, that Cardinals offense had been one of the worst in the league. He was kind of that missing piece, that catalyst. 48% of Kyler's throws went to Nuke, 10 catches, 100 yards. He's just still one of the best in the league, point blank. Great hands, route running, contested catches, you name it, he's got it. So the problem is... He ran 42% of those routes in the slot. Chandon Sullivan allowed over 100 passer rating this year. Patrick P, though, he's been shut down, man. 42 passer rating allowed. Ed Donatel needs to let Patrick Peterson shadow Nuke Hopkins. That'll be a big key I'm looking for on Sunday.
0: Ooh. And, and Gabe, I'm going to go with Gabe on this. You get 30 more seconds, Gabe. Explain to me who the most important Vikings player, though, is in this matchup.
1: <clears throat> most important Vikings player in this matchup, easily is that Dalvin Cook. If Dalvin Cook can get going, this Vikings offense can get going. If if you look at just the, the Arizona Cardinals run defense, they a top ten run defense, but they're three and four. In their three wins, they've held running backs to less than 100 yards, and in their four losses, they've lost all four of those games, and they've given up 100 yards on the ground in all four of those games. So if Dalvin Cook doesn't have a big game, if he doesn't get going early, it's going to be a long day for this Minnesota Vikings team, in my opinion.
0: Oh, I like that. Well, this is where I'm going to go with it. I'm going to pick I, – I can't pick an important player in this. Everybody's talking offense, so I get Justin Jefferson. I get Kirk Cousins. I get all of that for the Vikings. I'm going to go with the Vikings defensive line. Like, I'm going to go with all those guys, those three guys putting their hands in the ground, and this is why. When you look at the Cardinals' offense right now, they are six in the run game, or sorry, their defense is six in the run game as far as only allowing 101 yards per game. So what does that mean? They're getting their guys off the field. They're putting defenses in passing situations, third longs, and that doesn't matter because the Vikings like to pass. When you look at the, the the run game of the Cardinals as well, they're running for 121.9 yards per game. They are 15th in overall yards. So I think this defensive line can really put a stranglehold and force Kyler Murray in the third longs. If they can slow down this run game, if they can keep Kyler Murray, because some of this runs, the run stuff is coming from Kyler himself, scrambling, and then also just called quarterback draws and called quarterback sweeps. If they can contain Kyler Murray, keep him in the pocket, I don't think he's a great pocket passer. I do think he's a great, like, like Lamar Jackson to me is a great quarterback. I think Kyler Murray is a, is, a, is a guy that's not saying a one-trick pony, but I think his, his, his height limits him in the pocket. So I, I got to go with this defensive line. I think this is going to be one of those games where they got to show that they are truly a beast in this game. Uh, next question. Right. We're going to jump over. Yeah, quick, quick point, quick yeah. point Ron, because um,
1: you said Kyler Kyle Murray isn't the tallest person. If I had to compare it, I would be like how your <laughs> screen is compared to Luke and my screen. Uh, you're Kyler Murray and we're the <laughs> offensive line. So you
0: told me to raise my cal- uh, camera up, and then you're going to try to throw the joke. See, that, that's, that's the type of guy you are, man. Like That's like sending somebody out to the wolves, and they'd be like, I, I told you you was going to get bit. Like what? You just told me to raise my camera up. Man, I, I, I opened up my heart and told you what was going on with my camera, and like I had to raise it up to get my name in the show. And you want to wanna throw me under the bus. Hey, I am the calamari on this show right now. I'm the calamari. <laughs> I <laughs> So when you look at uh, this bye week, and and I, I think the the fact that the Vikings only had one player end up in the papers uh, doesn't seem too bad. Seems like maybe just a a, a bad choice of a conversation. that went on too long. Um, not understanding where you were in your surroundings. Um, when you look at this bye week, though, uh, what's one lesson you heard that KLC learned uh, during the bye week? When you think about those first six games. What is something, and I'm start with you, Luke. What is something that you hope that KLC has learned during this bye week to get ready for this Cardinals team?
2: Yeah, I mean, KOC's a smart guy. He understands today's NFL. He's been a player before in this league. So he probably knows full well that it's not realistic to keep thinking the Vikings can and will win these tight, close games down to the wire week in and week out. And that means they gotta be a lot more efficient in a lot of different areas. One of the best ways, really, to help out your defense, converting third downs and staying on the field. Two of 12 against Miami. Luckily, the defense bailed them out, but that was against a second and third string quarterback. They showed signs of life for Chicago. They went 12 of 15. But outside of that game, they've been in the bottom half of the league with 28% conversion rate. What Gabe mentioned too with Delvin Cook, they're 23rd in rush yards right now. So finding better ways to run the football is going to help put themselves into third and manageable situations. Whatever you got to do, you got to find ways to convert those key third downs moving forward. That will in turn help your defense stay off the field and be more effective. That starts with winning though on first and second down and being more efficient running the football.
0: Gabe, what do you think? What do you hope KLC learned during this bye week, getting ready for this next game? Yeah, um, look, th- those are all great points. Uh, I'm gonna just go
1: to a specific quarter. I-, I hope Kevin O'Connell, you know, learned how to, you know, make quicker adjustments in the second half. Uh, Better yet, the third quarter. The Vikings are being outscored 33 to six in the third Oof. quarter, and they haven't scored a touchdown all quarter. So. Um, I I look at that as just adjustments teams are making adjustments at the half. We always start out strong. We always have a good offense. Our defense pretty much does their job. And then the opposing team says, okay, this is what the Minnesota Vikings want to run on offense. This is what they want to run on defense. This is how we adjust. And they have been successful in doing that. And we haven't been able to get over that hump of saying, okay, they've adjusted. Now we have to get uh, over that hump and get ready for the, you know, the later third, later part of the third quarter in the fourth quarter. So, um, I think Kevin O'Connell did some some soul-searching and some deep self-scouting this past week, and I'm expecting us to, to have a, a big boost
0: coming out of the half. Uh, yeah, for me, I agree with Gabe. Um, I, I was thinking about that third quarter. When you look at – uh, points scored uh, for the Vikings offense in the third quarter. It seems a little bit stagnant. And so I, I, and I've seen Peyton Manning do this at times when it was, uh, when, and, and again I heard the conversations about it. Tony Dungy explained it to me as well. Scripting the first 15 plays of the first quarter has been great for Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. They've come out for the most part except for I think the Dolphins game. I forgot what game but they've come out just about every game and had a decent success driving down the field early in the first quarter. They were one of the best first quarter, quarter offenses in the NFL. You look at the last two minutes and 30 seconds. I've bought this up before. Before last week, Kirk Cousins, I think he still might be, was the number one quarterback in the NFL for the last two minutes and 30 seconds of a game where you talk about Kirk Cousins being a finisher, Kirk Cousins being a winner, Kirk Cousins going on closing games. He's been doing that. Where they have struggled is the third quarter. And I think coming out of half, I think it's gotta be a scripted 15 plays. I think that has to go mm. back to not the first quarter scripted, just, hey, this is what we've seen. Let's script these next 15 plays out and let's not fill out the third quarter. Let's just go, here's what we're gonna do. Let's stick to it, here's our plan. I, I, my guess is Kevin O'Connell, just like everybody else gets these same stats. He knows that that's happening. And so it's that, figuring that out. Like how do how do I come out early in the third quarter and just dominate just like we did in the first quarter? So I think Kevin O'Connell will get that. Uh, that we're not giving anybody great, bonus that, time here.
2: The scripted plays, though, have been phenomenal out the gate. I think, what, five of the six games he's opened with the touchdown. Those scripted plays are working great. To have some more scripted plays in the third quarter to start that second half would be a great idea. So I like that. I like where you're going.
0: Yeah, I think, I think he'll do it. I mean, but who knows? Like, we know Peyton Manning did it before. We know Tom Brady's made comments about that. Um, and, and so when, when you think about what this team can be, uh, I think that's the key thing. Before we get into the next topic, uh, I got one more quick one, and we're gonna throw a minute up there for you, Gabe. Uh, the NFC Power rank, or sorry, NFL Power Rankings came out. The Vikings were seven; like they're the seventh best team. That means when you go to the playoffs, they're one of the top three teams. But I don't agree. This is me. I don't agree that the Dallas Cowboys should be ahead of the Vikings. I thought Eagles, yep, it's a no-brainer. They beat them. But Cowboys, to me, I still don't think they've earned their way in front of the Vikings, especially with Cooper Cup, And then you don't know what Dak Prescott's really going to be in the next three games. Start with you, Gabe. What do you think about the NFL power rankings? Are the Vikings right at seven, or should they be ahead of the Cowboys?
1: Man, I think it's – Interesting that we're at seven and we didn't lose a game last week. Like on our bye right. week we were, we were the fourth <laughs> overall team in the power ranking. So it's like, please, please explain like what happened between, <laughs> you know, the Packers losing, the Lions losing, and the Bears winning a close win. Um, I, I do think seven is, you know, pretty on par though. I thought four was a little bit too high, um, but seven is, is pretty on par. I think the Cowboys right now, even though they have a, a worse record than the Vikings, I do think their strength of schedule is is a lot tougher than what the Vikings have had thus far, and that's not. I mean, the Vikings can't control that; they just have to win the games put in front of them. But the the Cowboys have played the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they've played the the L A Rams, they played the the New York Giants. The Giants are six and one; they beat they're literally the only loss for the Giants. So, I think their schedule is a little bit tougher, but that doesn't say to me that they're a better team than the than the Vikings. So, I. I think both teams will win out until we play on Thanksgiving. I mean, not Thanksgiving, the week before Thanksgiving, if we beat the Bills. And I think you can have a better understanding of which team is better uh, November 20th, I believe.
0: Yep, Luke, what you got?
2: Yeah, it's fun to go over these. Reggie and I go over the ESPN Power Rankings every week and you know there's so much change in volatility week to week but I look at the tiers. You got the top tier right now. Bills, Eagles, Chiefs and then where the Vikings land in that second tier mix with the Giants, the Cowboys, the Ravens, even the Jets and Gabe brought up a great point. Strength of schedule the rest of the way. Vikings 18th. So pretty solid. Not great. Not bad. I look at the Giants though. 31st strength of schedule. So basically one of the easiest schedules the rest of the way. They get Detroit, they get Houston, they get Washington. Everybody's assuming and expecting the Eagles to just run away with that division. That thing might come down to the wire. They haven't played each other yet. I'm excited to see how that NFC East shakes up. But right now, yeah, Vikings are solidified in that second tier. Not quite on that first year quite yet.
0: Well, I don't need 30 seconds on the clock. I don't even need a minute on the clock. I'm going to be really quick with this one. I think the Vikings got screwed. Like I don't see how you drop. In the bye week. That's my only take on that. You should not drop in the bye. Like, they didn't do anything. There was no boat party. There was no, like, player got arrested and kicked off the team that was like a superstar. Like, if Kirk Cousins had done something, like Kirk Cousins got caught stealing jewelry or something, he was trying to get his own chains and he went on a robbing spree because he's like Winona Judd. He's a millionaire kleptomaniac. Okay, I get it. But Kirk Cousins is at home chilling with Cooper, with the babies, with the wifey. Like, Adam Thielen, we saw him doing Halloween stuff with the kids. Like, come on now. Like, the NFL is just. But, I, but one of you guys made a good point. It is, I think, it's about who the Cowboys played, and then the fact that when they look at the Packers' loss, that hurt the Vikings. Actually, like the Packers losing to the uh, Commanders, that probably hurt their strength of schedule. And that's, you know, there's a big computer somewhere that we know the NFL uses. They're they're not really just out there thinking and putting their own take on this. They're using a the computer. The computer spit the numbers out. <laughs> Uh, you got a good point. You definitely game. got a good point.
1: Um, mm-hmm. I think Washington is better than what people are giving them credit for, but Green Bay, they they clearly have some problems down there. So um, to your point, yeah,
0: seven, I, like I'll take seven right now. Like I, I'll take that. Before we get to our next topic, remember everybody, you can check out the Minnesota football party on Mondays and Thursdays. Get your Vikings fix with Arif Hasan, Luke Inman, Luke Braun, and Sam Ekstrom on Locked On Sports Minnesota. And hey, Everybody likes to win money. I like to win money. I know Luke likes to win money. I know Gabe likes to win money because I play basketball with him. And he's always going for the money. This weekend, Bet Online has some great games ahead for football. I'm going to give you the lines right now. The Lions, plus three and a half. I don't think that's a bad one. When you think about Dan Campbell, you got the Minnesota Vikings, minus three and a half. I'm taking that. I think the Vikings are going to win by six. The Jets are plus three against the New England Patriots. Bet online. That's where you want to put your money. Trust me, trust me. I know the Jets have been waiting for this moment their whole life. Why not take the easy world? Jets plus three versus Patriots. That's betonline.net. All right, fellas. So after losing uh Thursday, Tom Brady is three and five. Aaron Rodgers is three and four. Russell Wilson, airplane guy, is two and five. <laughs> <laughs> Which <laughs> Which quarterback do you think is washed up? Like which guy out of those three, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and Russell Wilson, which guy is the worst or the most washed quarterback out there? Gabe, start with you.
1: Don't at me on this. Um I I just saw what my eye saw last night when the Ravens played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and my eye saw that Tom Brady is washed. Uh, he did not look good. His his arm strength isn't there. I saw Tom Brady scrambling more times last night than I have in my life. And Tom Brady's, I mean, I'm older than what Tom Brady has been in the league, but it feels like he's been in the league longer than I've been alive. And last night was just uh, unfair to the the years that he's given this league. And right now, I'm just like, dude, like at this point, you might as well put Byron Leftwich in that quarterback because he he might give the Buccaneers a better look than what Tom Brady is doing. So I, I got to go Brady. I think Aaron Rodgers, they'll figure it out in Green Bay. He I mean, he's doing everything he can. And then Russell Wilson, Russ is Russ. So I'll, I'll just put it that that way. Um, I, I haven't tried the Danger Rich sandwich, though, but it, I think <laughs> the, the Broncos are in a lot of danger with what they got going on down there. But Tom Brady is watching. Luke, what you got?
2: (laughs) I respect it, Gabe. Not really a bad option on here. I can't go with Brady. Not yet, though. Eight touchdowns, just one interception. He's on pace for 4,000-yard season again. He's dealing with a makeshift interior offensive line. Seems like half his weapons are hurt or at least dinged up every week. They're finally getting healthy now. I I can't write off Brady until they're officially dead in the water. In fact, even after that loss, after this week, they're only going to be one game back in that division. Green Bay's issues, they're not really complicated either. They're not blocking well. They got zero run game, even though they got A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. So Rodgers hasn't been good. I get it. He's holding on to the ball too long, but I don't think he's the number one and only issue over there. Broncos' situation, it's an entire disaster, man. You brought him in, paid him 245 mil and gave away all those picks for next year. So when he comes for 25% of your cap next year, what are you going to do? How are you going to surround him with more talent? He's not working well with Nathaniel Hackett. It's not a system that he's used to. He's making poor decisions. And maybe worst of all, he's been atrocious versus pressure. And it looks like his athleticism has declined. So that's not the Russell Wilson we're used to. Seems like Russ is cooked endeavor. And they got a serious issue moving forward, not just this year, but moving forward into the future too.
0: Well, here's where I go with this. I I think Aaron Rodgers is suffering uh, from just lack of friendship. Uh, I think Russell Wilson, he's just – he's like – I hate to go with Channing Crowder because I don't like how he tried to say it. But but Russell is – he's not corny. He's just cringy. Like he's just – he doesn't care. And and I think that's the good personality that he has, that he doesn't care that people think he's cringy. But come on, man. Like you had an eight-hour flight and you spent four of it watching film – two of it running up and down the aisles like i don't know at this point if he's just forcing this cornball stuff and trolling us because he's now taking pictures with sierra and he'll just post like you know one for the corny guys or whatever one for the cornballs you know it's like i think he's trolling us uh but i gotta go with tom brady i think giselle is weighing on him uh he's now become an instagram reel uh, where every time somebody gets challenged by their wife, they put up the Tom Brady video of him walking out the tunnel <laughs> onto the field, like, "All right, you give me ultimatum, I'm going to play football." Like, you know, so I, that's that's that's. And then you got Antonio Brown attacking Tom Brady too. That mentally is tough. He is the most. They're all great. Let's start there. They're all great, but he would be the most. Like, I think he's done out of that group. He's older. He just needs to go home and be with his wife and kids. Deal with his, whatever he's dealing with. Just just do it because at this point. I know that they're not, like, super happy with what's going on uh, with that team. Hey, Luke, Gabe, I like it. I got to go with Gabe, though. I feel like Gabe had more to say about Tom Brady and Giselle. Maybe not. But what you got, Gabe? 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah, uh, <clears throat> Tom Tom is – you can see the father of Tom catching
1: up to him. And uh, right now it's getting to a point where it's just like, you just don't want to see Tom get hurt. Um, that that's where I'm at now because I, I kind of know that Tom isn't gonna you know throw the deep ball effectively. Uh, he's not gonna run the ball. This is more so of like all right, is somebody gonna sack him and jump on his back and it's gonna you know that's the the last impression that NFL fans have of the goat Tom Brady. Um, I don't want to see that, but I, I do think he is washed and um, at this point you just gotta gotta let him run into the sun
0: <laughs> I agree. I think it's time for him to be done. He came back one year too much. He should have walked off after the Super Bowl win. That would have been the best way to end it. Um, like Jerome Bettis and like a lot of those superstars. Last one before we get into the quick game. Uh, Timberwolves, Lakers. You got LeBron. You got Anthony. You got, I mean, Russell Westbrook. And then you got Rudy Gobert. Like, I think this is a game that Timberwolves should win because the Lakers have no shooters. Who you got tonight, Gabe? I know you're a hooper. Who you got? <clears throat> For for some reason, man, I'm gonna
1: take the Lakers. The Lakers have been getting um, <laughs> so much, so much hell from uh, national media. Charles Barkley. I mean, it, it's bad. And I think LeBron, he doesn't want to start 0 five for the first time in his career. He's already, you know, he's on four right now. Um, I'm being in Minnesota and moving here and trying to adopt the Timberwolves. That's my team. I still think they're going to be a good team this year, but I, when it comes to the juice, I don't think they have that juice just yet. I, I feel like real ballers know when I say, like, the juice, right? Like, you really can't explain it, but, like, you know if you got it. And, like, the Timberwolves, like, they're, they got talent, but I don't think they have that it factor yet. And the Lakers, no matter how you look at it, I feel like they're going to figure it out. And I think today, well, tonight is going to be, uh, the time that LeBron says, okay, like I, I may have to drop 50 tonight. I'm, I may have to just, you know, be who I know I am and then go from there. So I'm going to take the Lakers. Tonight.
2: Who you got, Luke? maybe my biggest takeaway from the Wolves last game, love to see him bounce back emotionally from that ugly loss against the Spurs Monday, especially with some younger guys. Those ugly losses can turn into two, three, four losses. Not for the Wolves, though, against the Spurs. That was a huge rebound game for me. Jalen Noel coming off the bench. Remember, when they traded all those picks and all that depth for Rudy, it was who's going to be these depth guys, these role guys, who's going to step up and be an impact role player or depth off the bench for them. So to see Jalen Noel step up, that was incredible encouraging i know the lakers are 0 and four. it doesn't seem to matter if it's with or without russell westbrook something about when the lakers come to town even though they're struggling the wolves are going to take this one obviously very seriously i think Ant and cap both have some big games i'm going to go with the wolves i don't even know what the spread is right now but i'm going to go with the wolves
0: the well this is where i'm going to go I, I look at the matchups you got d'angelo russell versus russell westbrook i'm going to go d'angelo there you got lebron versus whoever lebron versus anybody i gotta go lebron like he's still lebron i don't care that he's 39 years old or 38 years old i'm going with lebron um when you look at anthony davis and this is where i think it gets tricky anthony davis it depends on if they're going to go rudy gobert or if they're going to go carl anthony towns um i I think that's going to be the question mark there anthony davis doesn't play down low as much um anthony davis is involved in the pick and roll but his picks lately if you watch the video of him setting picks they are god awful i mean it's like a dude that doesn't really want to set a pick it's it's horror it's like the dude patting down that dude that got you know the security guard that wasn't touching anybody but acting like he's patting people down that's what his picks look like like he doesn't care um i think that's going to be the question but the one thing i do like is that they do have two big. so if Something happens where there's a switch or Rudy Gobert has to switch off and Karl Lee Towns can rotate to to cover ant in the post. Like there's a lot of deep and, and this is up to Chris Finch. It's a lot of defense options he has there. Same with LeBron. Um uh you, you look at Rudy Gobert being longer. LeBron's not as quick as he used to be. He can still get up, he can still go, uh, but he's not as quick as he used to be. And so when I think about LeBron and, and what that looks like, uh I, I gotta go Timberwolves here. I think the Timberwolves with Anthony Edwards, that's the piece that I don't think. Like, Pat Bev, I think he's going to give, bring the juice. He's going to want to go back against his old team. Uh, but I just I just don't think they can stop Anthony Edwards if – and I don't care if he had Popeyes. If he had Popeyes, he still – I mean, I, if I were him, I would eat a, a three-piece with a biscuit in the <laughs> locker room and then come out and score 40 and then tell Cat, man, you worried about your body. My body is built on Popeyes. Chad Johnson ate McDonald's every day, he claims, and look at him. So – Get, get out of here with that whole you got to Namio Rangio, you know, and, and you got to meditate. Man, Anthony Edwards is a beast, man. Like, eat the Popeyes, bro. Have you a three-piece wing and biscuit meal, but you got to have some juice with that because those biscuits, unless you got honey, them things are getting caught in that throat. If you didn't have the Popeyes <laughs> biscuits, you know what I'm talking about. Hey, yeah, Wolves, yeah, eight-and-a-half
2: point favorites versus the Lakers? Wow, that surprised me. I didn't think it would be that much. That's wild. Oh,
0: yeah. it's I mean, they're a good team. But here we go. Before we jump into the game, we got one more game. It's really quick. Everybody's just going to make some picks, Gabe. I'm going to throw some stats out. You guys got to pick. Before we do that, remember, Locked On Sports Minnesota gives you endless Vikings talk with local experts. Get your 30-minute daily dose of sports with Carol Evans sports anchor Reggie Wilson going back and forth with his co-host Luke Inman. It's fun. It's fast. It's superior sports talk. It's your daily Minnesota sports show. Remember, Amazon, Roku. You can download the Locked On Sports Minnesota app find our podcast also locked podcast.com backslash minnesota you can find us on youtube as well under locked on sports minnesota and of course we're on twitter and now we're on the instagram now so check us out well here's a game man it's a little fun game i like to play today i only have two questions it's just kind of like an over under gabe uh or it's a you pick one and so the first question jumping out the gate the best overall offense in the nfc so i like to keep it easy for you, Gabe. NFC North, sorry, NFC North. I'm going to make it even smaller. The Uh, best offense in the NFC North, and I'm going to give you a hint, it's not the Bears, but between the Packers, Vikings, and Lions, who has the best offense in the NFC North?
1: I'm going to go Vikings. Um, Okay. Well, I feel like the the Lions have scored more points, but um, the Vikings definitely – have more weapons, more explosives, and a better offense. You got a better, well, second-best quarterback in the division, best running back, best receivers, uh, best line. So, yeah, I I would go with the Vikings.
0: So if you had to go yards, who has the most yards
1: per game? Yards per game, I would probably go with the Lions.
0: Okay. Luke, what about you?
2: Yeah, it's funny, the the Lions. Yards per game. Yeah, the Lions have scored six points in their last two games. Shutout versus New England at New England, and then six points versus Dallas. I'm still going with the Lions because they scored so many points those first few weeks. I'm going to go with the Lions most points and most yards. You guys
0: are really, really good at this game. You are right with the yards. The Lions have the best statistical yardage per game and they do have the most points over the Vikings by a small wow. margin. Vikings 23.2, the Lions 24.3. So the Lions are coming back to the field. I think it's going to end up being a more of a Vikings overall by the end of it cuz the Lions defense is the worst. They are horrible <laughs> and they are giving up so many points. I don't think Dan Campbell can keep up. It is absolutely ridiculous how bad he is. I I, I just can't believe it so last one you you sound like a border Detroit Detroit native I am yeah yeah I'm pretty much I'm pretty much I'm I'm annoyed I'm annoyed at it and so last one in this game coming up and Gabe probably knows because he's been doing shows but in this game coming up Vikings Cardinals the Vikings defense has bled they've bled but they put band-aids on it whose defense has given up the most points between the Vikings and the Cardinals? Start with you, Gabe.
1: Actually, whose defense has given up the the most? Oh, I'm going to go Cardinals. I'm going to go Cardinals. Uh, They gave up 34 last week. The Vikings haven't given up more than 28 all season, 25 all season. Yeah, 25 all season. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the
2: Cardinals.
0: And what about you, Luke? Luke?
2: Yeah, I'm with Gabe. You know, it's funny. You talk about the Band-Aid, Ben, but don't break defense. Vikings down the red zone, the defense has allowed eight straight touchdowns in eight straight red zone trips for the opposing offense. But yeah, Gabe's right. They've just uh, let up 35 points. I'm going to go with the Cardinals.
0: And bonus question between the Cardinals and Vikings defense, who's giving up
2: the most yards? I'm going to say Vikings Uh, on that one.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go Vikings also. I know the, the... the Cardinals' pass defense is uh, very porous as far as mm-hmm. numbers-wise, but their run defense is very good. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to go with the Vikings giving up mo- more points. Well,
0: you I You guys are good yards. at this. You guys are really good at this. I mean, you are right. The Vikings have given them 19 points a game. They're 12th. So as bad as people feel like they are, they're 12th. So that's – I mean, that's good. We said they got to be a top-5-15 to 15 defense, and this offense can go. Uh, Cardinals, 25 points a game. They're 27th. They're at the bottom. Yards, the Vikings have given up 384. They're 27th. And then the Cardinals, 359 and they're 22nd. So I did kind of give it away with saying the Vikings have given up a lot. They've bled, but they found ways to put band-aids on it. Luke hit the nail on the head in the red zone. The defense has found a way to either get a turnover or get a stop. And a lot of teams are aggressive that they've played so far, they've been going for it on fourth down versus taking the field goal. So that's worked in the Vikings' favor because their defense on fourth down. They've made a ton of plays. Remember the Cam Bynum play against the Lions. Like they've made play after play when it counts. And that's all that matters. Uh and that'll do it for today's show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. I want to thank everybody. Everybody that continues to like, download, and share. I want to thank Gabe Henderson for joining us today on the Vikings, or sorry, on the Locked On Sports Roundtable. Uh, we want to thank Luke Emen. Also, remember, Locked On Sports. You can now find us on the Amazon Fire and the Roku apps. It's easy. It's you can go right to your TV, go to search, hit Locked On, download it. It pops up. When you click on the app, you can find all our videos, all our shows. You can look at Gabe's face. Just let you know, ladies. Gabe's an attractive guy, so you might want to go download this and check him out. And I mean, he's at the Vikings facility too, so if you ever wonder what it looks like, hey, make sure you download the video, but we also do appreciate the podcast downloads as well. And also, comment. Let us know what you think. Who's the best defense? Vikings Cardinals. Who's the best offense? Vikings Cardinals. Who has the best NFC North offense? Yes, we know statistically it's the Lions, but of course I'm guessing everybody's going to say Vikings are ahead of them, and I think so as well. I want to thank you guys and have a great day.